This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Welcome. Welcome to In Class with Carla, Carla Hall. Uh, I don't even want to call you a top chef because you're so much more than that. Amazing human being. And today, let me just thank you for doing this um, here and subscribe to this channel, of course. But thank you for participating in this experiment of mine because I am hell-bent on gathering as much information, history, knowledge, culture as possible during this time that I have on Earth with as many brilliant people as I can possibly talk to. So thank you for participating. Uh, are you kidding? It It is an honor to be here. It's an honor to have a conversation. And for me, it's always about discovering something about yourself or the subject during a conversation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I always do that with you, so thank you. Well, we, we started talking about rice and then you were like, I, we need to talk about watermelon. And what's cool for me is my dad grew up in Newark and he used to tell the story about he and his brother, who's like 11 months younger than he is, or was. Uh, and they, they were six and seven, and they used to work on a watermelon truck in Newark, mm -hmm. New Jersey in the summertime. And you don't think of Newark as being this big watermelon place, but you know, right. and child labor laws weren't you know, what they were in the 50s, I guess, but, um, <laughs> but they were working on a watermelon truck. And I was thinking that you know, a lot of black people in particular are embarrassed about watermelon, they don't want to have, uh, they don't want people to see them eating watermelon. Okay. So talk, okay, all right. So tell us a little bit about why that is and why we should not be embarrassed about watermelon. Well, I think that all of this came about because after the Emancipation Proclamation, you had Blacks who were not only eating watermelon, but growing them and selling them. And there was some economic freedom there. So watermelon is a symbol of freedom and economic freedom. And when typically in the South, white people saw this, they were like, oh, hell no. And so they basically constructed a smear campaign to create this stereotype of watermelon and blacks being lazy, shiftless. Um, and it was really just to hurt their businesses. And so when you think about who was in control of the media, who could get out this um, message, it was white people. And so black people were basically, when, when you keep hearing something, you keep hearing it, you keep hearing it, and they are being attached to this negative stereotype, it ruins their business. Because you see black Sambo, you see these um, um, pictures of the watermelon, really big, big pieces and the lips stretched over the watermelon. Nobody ate watermelon like that. Right. And so now fast forward and people are believing that black people are believing that about themselves and they don't want to eat watermelon in public. When you see somebody with fried chicken and watermelon inside a, a restaurant and, and blacks are like, why are you dissing me like that? When in fact, 
watermelon came from Africa. Mm. And it's thousands of years old. So for me, and there are all kinds of protests. And I think the biggest protest is to show the history of something and to take your power back in the thing that was yours and to dispel the rumors. And like Karen Hunter, this is the perfect place to do this with you. Oh. You know what's so powerful? Um, Birth of a Nation, D.W. Griffith, uh, that movie was screened at the White House at the time, was the biggest propaganda machine to destroy the black image. Uh, show one of the scenes shows black people in Congress, which many, many black people were elected to Congress mm-hmm. during Reconstruction because we could vote. Black men could vote. So we had senators and we had House of Representatives and they showed them in Congress with no shoes, eating watermelon and fried chicken, leaving bones. You know, that was the image that was projected through film. Walt Disney, cartoons. So every day we're being indoctrinated into this notion that right. something degenerate about watermelon, which literally saved the lives of people in bondage because they weren't making sure that folk were hydrated. Right. So right. Going down, we from Africa understood that this fruit could sustain us. It's almost perfect. Talk a little and bit when about you that. think about when you think about working in the fields and just the whole thing of people being lazy. Um, so on the one hand, you have enslaved these people to work sun up to sundown for you, okay, to create these crops and, and all of these different things. On the other hand, when they are free, you're like, you're lazy. So which is it? Am I productive enough to work sun up to sundown for you, or am I lazy, right? And when you think about working in the hot sun and all of, of, of sweating and, and losing sodium, and, and right? How do you replenish yourself? Pickles mm. and watermelon, Pickle. right? When people talk about drinking pickle juice, when you are dehydrated and you get that headache and you get cramps, they're like, drink pickle juice. That's what black people were doing. I've never heard pickle juice. What? Never. Yes, to replenish that sodium in your system um, and, and just how watermelon has so many nutrients. Vitamin C, it is 96% water, right? And there's not additional sugar. There's no sodium. So it is the perfect fruit. Um, and and it's, it's very smart. But, you know, we're also called witches for doing things that are so natural naturally healing and organic. Mm. All right, when was, when was the first time you were introduced to watermelon? I mean, listen, it was a staple again. Oh, Dad oh. watermelon. We, we had watermelon. The watermelon truck. Yes, talk right? about that. I mean, but I, so before we get into that, you, you talked about the economics. Folks that were in the Great Migration, there would be black folk in the North who would go down every summer to bring up those, those watermelon trucks were very successful and viable businesses. And yes. to think that you would denigrate that to destroy somebody's economic earning power when you left them out of so many other ways to make money is unconscionable. 
This episode is brought to you by Aroma Theory, and you can check that out at livebetter360.com. That's livebetter, the number 360.com. Hit the shop button. Check out all of the wonderful Aroma Theory scents, including Dreamy Lavender, Tropical Paradise, Gold Shimmer, my favorite, Vanilla Vibes. It is whipped body butter, shea butter, and it is infused with CBD that comes straight from hemp farmers in Kentucky who are black. So support black-owned hemp farmers. Get your aroma theory at livebetter360.com. I just want to pause on that for a second because there's a lot of talk right now about reparations and whether people should get them or what have you. If you economically deprive someone from the New Deal all the way, because that New Deal left black people out Mm -hmm. until the 1970s. So there was a whole middle class created by government handouts, land grants for other people, not us. And we figured out how to make a living. And then you destroy that through imagery. Right. All right. And it wasn't even just watermelon. It was also strawberries. So when you think Mm -hmm. about these summer fruits, um, so... And I, and I love that you were eating this watermelon. If, if, if I wasn't going to use my watermelon as a prop, I would be having a big old watermelon right now. And I think as a power thing to reclaim our watermelon, I, I would love for black people just to get on social media and eat some freaking watermelon and reclaim that watermelon. I love it. Right. I'm going to do that. Okay. I'm definitely going to. All right. So how do you pick a watermelon? First of all, let's, let's get into the brass tacks of let's get into the the practical the, the practical things uh first of all you want to look for the field spot so i have a watermelon here and you want to look for this spot here that is a yellow spot the darker this yellow spot the longer that this watermelon has been sitting on the ground to get sweet Mm. Right. So if you see a watermelon and, and you're seeing some of those sweet watermelons that are green all the way around, I guess they grow hydroponically. There is no fill spot, but you're looking for this. This is a good thing. The other thing that you're looking for is you want it to be dull because if it is shiny, just like with um, other melons, if it's shiny, it, it, it's, it's not ripe. Mm. And, and this is also a thing when you cut into a peach, when you cut into a mango and you see that it is shiny fruit, you're like, oh, look at the sugars. I mean, think about your tomatoes. Think about that dull peach. It is underripe and not, and not delicious. All right. So that's the other thing. You hear that? That is me beating on the watermelon and it's like, it's like, uh, it's bouncing off, you know, if it's a dull thud, that means that the flesh is soft and it's it's rotten, it's rotting, and it's not going to be good. All right. So the right. other thing just, is so you want just, the, wait, hold on. You want the, the the light patch to be dark or light. Yeah, you want this light patch to go like yellow. It it should be yellow, not white. The okay. darker the yellow, the better, because that okay. meant that it is sitting on the field ripening. And you want the skin to be dull, not dull. Shiny. Yes. Okay. This should not be shiny. It should be a dull green. Okay. I mean, there are lights on it, but. And then you thud it. You want to hear the pop. The, the, the right. Thud. You want to hear it. You want to hear it pop. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, and this is the same thing with a watermelon, melt like uh, honeydew, um, 
limes, lemons, you want it to feel heavy because what is watermelon? It's water. So by it feeling heavy, it means that there's juice in there. I mean, it's so simple and commonsensical, but when I'm going through and looking for um, lemons, limes, I'm constantly doing this. I, I pick them up, you know, and it should, this is, this one's actually pretty heavy. It looks heavy. All right. You want to look for uniform in shape because if it's not uniform in shape, it means that the melon may have got inconsistent amounts of water. So then it's poking out somewhere. And uh, right, I love, I, okay, can I just tell you how much I love you eating this watermelon right now? <laughs> Did you pick a good one? Yes. And right? I, yeah, and I look for that patch as well. So yes, I did. Um, I'm actually- So here are some other things that I didn't know. And I found this on a site, it's called um, 15 spatulas. But right, I don't know if you can see them. So right here, these little dots, okay. those little brown dots, mm -hmm. they are these little brown spots where the sugar is starting to come out and you can tell that it's sweet. Oh. Okay. And it's also, if you see these dots in um, a line, the dots in a line shows that they are pollination points. So that also is a sign that they are sweet. And I didn't know that. I, I, I did not know that. Reading is power. So there's so many things to look for in a melon. And if you see those really dark spots, like you can just see how these are coming up. I'm like, I can't even wait to... <laughs> to um, open up into this one. You, you feel like <laughs> the thing is, you know, when you get a watermelon and you're like, this is like the lottery and you're like, did I win? Didn't I win? Right. You know, and you can win by, by having a little information about how to pick it, but also just enjoy it. My mom used to do, well, we had cookouts every summer and she would make the baskets and she had the melon baller and you know like she would get real creative my mother is a great entertainer and so i i got to enjoy all kinds of different fruit salads and using watermelon with the balls and, and then the watermelon itself would be the basket the bowl that you know so I, yes i love all that when you were growing up was watermelon a staple in your home as well absolutely it was a staple and i remember the watermelon truck I remember being at my grandma's like, oh my God, we're going to get a watermelon. It, it was the sign of summer. You know, when you see this guy driving up in a truck and actually just, just last week in Washington, DC, I was driving down the street on my way to a meeting and I saw a guy in a watermelon truck, like the big, you know, those big melons. And I was like, I, I swear, I was like, do I go to the meeting or do I go and get my watermelon? I was like, <laughs> Um, but that was it. We, we would just eat it straight up. I don't remember making anything with the watermelon. Um, it was just slices cold. My dad would have it with salt. I never did, mm. but um, the salt brings out the sweetness. And when you think about um, salted caramel, salt on chocolate, salt with desserts, this is how they were eating the watermelon because the salt balances the sweetness of the watermelon. And it was just, it, it, I mean, it was just an old combination that people were doing. Now what I do is I take salt and lime zest and I um, take the zest and I um, take my fingers and rub the zest into the salt so that I have a lime salt 
for my watermelon. Mm. Okay, Carla Hall. First, the rice in the oven, which let me tell you. Did you try it? Yes, and it is. I was like, I spent my whole life worrying about some damn boiled up rice and not coming out perfect. And then I, mm -hmm. I have to talk to Carla Hall to learn these things. And lime zest with salt on watermelon. I've never had that before. I'm gonna have to try that. Um, yeah, it's delicious. It. How do you eat yours? You after you do that, you slice it, or do you? I I, so, I mean, I do a lot with watermelon. I have it in salads with feta cheese, you know, mm -hmm. and lettuce. I have it because again, that salty element. I have done watermelon plates. This was my new thing this year. So I take wedges of watermelon, and then I slice out a little bit in the top, and I put um, either strawberries and peaches and a ginger syrup on top. So I'm literally eating the watermelon like it is a piece of bread and all of these toppings. I also have on that radishes and red onions and uh, red wine vinegar, and which is delicious with a little bit of basil or mint. I make watermelon strawberry slushies. I do watermelon juice. I mean, I, I do not waste any bit of the watermelon. Oh, my new thing, Karen, my new thing <laughs> is, I know I get so excited. My new thing is to peel the outside of the watermelon and to grate it. Cause you know, there's the pickled watermelon rind, but if you grate it and add vinegar and oil and do a quick pickle, and that is really great to go into a salad or um, next to some meat, some barbecue chicken or something like that, because it's that bright poppiness of pickles that you can use. So the rind is edible? Yeah. It won't give oh my you God. Yeah. All right. I, I always thought that the rind would give you a stomach ache. No, no. So what you need to do is peel this off. Peel off like, like you're peeling a cucumber. And then I'm like, every time you eat a watermelon, you are protesting. I freaking love you. <laughs> you like, yes. So you peel off the skin and then you can grate it. Have you not heard of pickled watermelon rind? I've seen it on a cooking show, but you know, I thought that was white people stuff. No, we should be eating the entire watermelon and not wasting anything. You know, I ain't trusting. So, if I see you do it, then I was like, mm, I don't know about pickling them there. But I, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do some today and I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. But um, this, I was talking to, so I'm here taping the Halloween Bacon Championship and I was talking to. I was looking, um, I was like, that doesn't look like DC. You look like. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, it's like a golf course. There are palm trees like, back there. I know. I was like, where's Carla? I ain't gonna say nothing because if that's her home, I'm like, why ain't I get an invitation? What's going You're on? like, oh, what a nice green screen you have. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, so you cook your uh, what what challenge is this? The so one of the one of my co-judges, Zach Young, was talking about grating the watermelon, and you know when you hear something, you're like, wait a minute. Because to do pickled watermelon rind in their big chunks, that's, that's an effort. But to grate it and to do a quick pickle or even to do simple syrup and add other things to it. I mean, honestly, yes. Okay. All right. Well, listen, um, last thing about the watermelon before we go. Take one more bite. So I'm not trying to small. I just diced it up. Carla. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, no. So let me tell you, you know what I want to bring up before we leave? All of the propaganda that was talked about for Black people and that we believed it. I mean, there were generations of believing this about ourselves. And it's happening again. I mean, when you, when you hear news and you say, oh, it's fake news. I mean, the propaganda and it makes people question what they believe is real. And so what you have to do, that's why information is power. You have to take back your history, take back what you know is true and don't spread the falsities. And, 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 and by all means, don't even believe them about yourself. If somebody who doesn't have your best interest is telling you about yourself, you're like, even on social media, you have to really say, wait a minute, is this true? Do I feel that this is the truth of myself? And when you come back with a no, then you have to shoot back the truth, like the real truth. Um, so this is what this, this reminds me of, 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 of things that were happening in the past and we see them happening again. Yeah. So everyone, we're going to reclaim not just our watermelon, but we're going to reclaim our hair. We're going to reclaim our skin. We're going to reclaim everything about us because we are beautiful, wondrously made. There are no yes. mistakes here. However you showed up out of the womb is perfection. And Carla Hall, you are perfection. I'm loving all of the background and everything. And um, thank you for that little watermelon tip. I'm going to have to look at the pickling, something I've never done before. You yeah. got me doing things. I've Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. It's such a pleasure. I appreciate you and everything that you're doing. Well, we're gonna be dealing with uh, okra. Somebody was like, can she talk about neck bones? I, we're gonna cover a lot of things on these uh, programs with, with Carla. And I just thank you again for, for being a part of this.